Hello, everyone. Welcome to Athenaeum. Uh, Athenaeum. Um, Athenaeum? I'm Rob. I'm Jake. And I'm Sam. Welcome to a conversation about writing, literature, and the culture that feeds them. <laughs> uh, what so are we talking I about think today? today, well, you, you're the one who brought up the subject for today. Yeah, but so... it's traditional for you to introduce it at this point. Oh, okay. Okay, I'll introduce it. So today we're actually going to be talking about a few episodes of the Netflix TV series, Love, Death, and Robots. And um, the reason we're talking about this, whether or not people know, is that these shorts, because it's an uh, are all based on written shorts. So, which makes it, you know, based on literature. <laughs> so, yeah, look at that. Ah, ah. <laughs> um, For the record, I did not know that these were based on books when I started watching. Shorts, they're all based on short stories. I don't think any of them are based on a book. They're all based on a short story, which actually brings me to before we even talk about the episodes we watched which were great episodes uh mr jake don't mm -hmm. most of these follow the route that you hate where they don't have like a satisfying ending well that's an interesting point <laughs> um i would say most of them are kind of semi-satisfying endings uh it's it's more that they they address at least a question you have for it, uh, throughout the story, and so you 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 end reasonably satisfied. But there there are a couple that have had very unsatisfying endings, to me at least. Um, I don't think you guys have watched the, the specific one I'm thinking of yet, but we could discuss the ones you have watched. Which I are... apologize for any cat noises in the background. <laughs> don't worry, they're quite cute. Um. So, which episodes have you guys watched? Okay. Uh, Rob, do you want to start? Then I can go through the ones I've watched. Sure. So, I watched, uh, tragically, out of order, <laughs> uh, Sonny's Revenge. Edge. Or, I forget what it's called. Um, the Rise Sonny's of Yogurt. Edge. Okay, Sonny's Edge. When uh, the yogurt took over. Something about yogurt. <laughs> Uh, you, no, no, you were right with when the yogurt took over. That was right. No, I said that. Oh, is that what it's called? Because Rob was saying it wrong. <laughs> I have the episode I... list here, and Rob does not for some okay. reason. Um, the rise of the yogurt. Yeah, uh, uh, close enough. Star Wars. Um, I watched Ice Age. Mm-hmm. Oh, and that's it. I no, also, had... I watched uh, Three Robots. Yep. 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 Okay, so I watched, and I'll actually go in the order that I watched them in, Three Robots, Suits, The Witness, Sucker of Souls, which by the way, when you watch these on Netflix, they do not play them in order either. Mm. Not only do is Netflix in a different order than other lists, but they play them out of their own order. <laughs> so Sucker of Souls, Sunny's Edge, and then I watched Ice Age as well. Yep. Um, so, I've, I've prepared kind of slides for 
Sunny's Edge, but we could talk about the other ones that you both have watched as well. Okay. Um, well, Sunny's Edge. I'm, I'm okay with starting with Sunny's Edge. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and uh, by the way, I, I was going to be more organized for this, but uh, my power went out twice in a row because somebody was using an old toaster on the same circuit. <laughs> That's what was going out. Yeah, it's a bit unfortunate. Either way. That's kind of funny. So, like, are you hooked up to like windmill power? Like old toaster? <laughs> Ruin your power? Yeah, yeah, I definitely. Are you am. relying definitely on gerbils? Oh, man. No, no, no. He's just in the old house. Come on, come on. He's just in an old house. <laughs> I'm guessing a house. house. It's like seven from, like, years old. The seventies. Yeah. Wait, did you say seven or seventy? Seventy years old now. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's an old house. It's yeah. forgiven. <laughs> um. Okay. Um. So I I have some slides up, so we could do a plot plot synopsis if we want first. Um. You want to handle the plot synopsis, Mister? Sure. Sure. Since I have the slides. Uh. Mm. So the the short begins with what I thought was slightly too long establishing shot of kind of a grungy looking city with lots of neon lights and a, a truck pulling into some, some warehouse uh, looking place. Uh, then it comes in into a, uh, into inside this warehouse uh, with a container that the camera spends a lot of time on uh, noticeably and with, with the characters uh, flanking it. Uh, after this, these characters are interrupted in their apparently routine tasks by a uh, fancy looking gentleman and a woman beside him in a golden dress. Uh, she doesn't say anything during this encounter and appears to be kind of just following him almost a little bit lost. And he uh, gives them offers them a deal to uh, throw their fight um, in order to, uh, to, to to gain a large uh, cash prize. And uh, during this scene, the the three characters that we're following uh, wholeheartedly refuse. And it's it's kind of implied that it's for pride reasons. You know, they 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 wouldn't sink to the the depths of throwing a fight. And one of the characters, who is not the main character, says that it was it, uh, the reason the, the fights are so important is because the main character was uh, abused and is this is their way to get back at, at people for that. Um, and so the, the man and the woman leave in disgust and the fight begins. Uh, the, the main character, a woman... Uh, uh, sits down in front of this arena and they appear to be plugging into these monsters that they, they can control telekinetically. Uh, and then a man comes in and uh, is very uh, excitedly posturing and declaring how he's going to win. He has a large, giant rock golem kind of creature. So it's, it's uh, very strong looking very tanky, and she has this 
kind of agile reptilian snake-like beast with a... I, I would compare it to like the alien creatures from yep. you know the alien series yep <laughs> I have slides hopefully they help um, <laughs> the the fight starts out in the female creatures are uh, let's say the what, what should I refer to them as the, the woman and the man or the main character and the antagonist <laughs> I'll I'll do that one. So the 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 fight starter and the main character's advantage. She gets a a bunch of hits into the the large tanking creature, and appears to be dealing damage to it. But then she gets too cocky and it it grabs onto her and does a little bit of damage in return. It's a it's quite a a, a nice fight I would say. Uh, there's a lot of back and forth. Uh, from what I remember, you guys watched it more recently than me, so correct me if I'm wrong. But uh, there, uh, she does a little bit of damage to it, and then uh, rips its hand off, right? And from the stump, a blade emerges made out of bone, which he uses to cut off her her uh, head tendril things. Um, then the rock creature. Uh, then the rock creature grabs her and pushes her against the wall and stabs her in the stomach with the blade. And it's the scene is played up like she's lost. And uh, to the audience, since since these are just avatars, we kind of go... We don't know which way it could go. Um, there, there's, there's no inevitability of the protagonist winning because of these, the fact that they're avatars. And so there's there's a, a bit of tension there. Oh, and I, I got some slides of their reactions. So the, the main character's human body is completely impassive and unreacting. Whereas the other man, when the tides are turned by the, the female beast plunging its sharp head into its chest and splitting it in half, he grimaces in pain. So there's... There's a, a small hint at a, something that comes up later there. Then, uh, clutching its stomach in pain, the, the female creature rips off the enemy's head and stands in victory. Um, so afterwards, there is a scene in the in back in the room where the monsters are held, where the woman from earlier in the gold comes and seduces the main character and it's it's uh i think me and rob predicted this i don't know about you sam but we found it quite obvious that she was about to betray her and so she does stabbing blades from out of her fist almost like wolverine uh into the protagonist's head and uh as she's uh clutching for breath the old man comes in from earlier and gloats that you should have thrown the fight. Now we're going to punish you. Uh, what is it? What is it like to feel fear or something very villainy mm -hmm. along those lines? But then it is revealed that the main character did not recover well from her abuse. And in fact, this human body is not her original her real body the monster is her real body and she bursts out of the tank 
that she's in and kills the intruders, leaving her human body dead on the floor. <laughs> wow. That that recap was almost as long as the episode itself. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually. They're quite short. Uh, uh, very short. Um, I I figured she was going to betray her somehow. I just wasn't quite sure what was going to be happening. Yeah. I guess um, the fact that it was blades out of her hands was a little bit surprising. But <laughs> Yes. How she did it was very much a surprise. Oh, uh, and then also what her edge was. I actually didn't see that 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 was her edge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the the short's called Sonny's Edge, in case anyone forgot. Um, yeah, there there are a few little things that it ties into. There's the originally the side character describes it as you know she's putting her everything on the line and and she. I uh, there there was another thing, wasn't there that that was part of it, right? She, she described something more specific. I thought, I thought, but I can't remember. Um. Well, she'd been like, um, gang raped or something. <laughs> right. Well, either way, this this side character describes how she's, you know, pouring her passion, at, mm-hmm. or anger based on that into it, and that's why she has an edge. And oh, seems like Rob's having issues. Hello. I don't. What the. There you are. <laughs> you said there was another thing that happened, right? And I said, what do you mean? And then I just heard nothing else. <laughs> right, right. Just cut out as usual. Oh, well. Um, yeah, and then, and then once the monster is revealed, there's a number of, like, sharp edges and blades, blade-like uh, attachments to it, which could be referenced by the title. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, and then once once the the sh- the show finishes, it's revealed that it's that in fact her actual life is on the line when she fights, which <laughs> would of course make you fight a little bit harder. Yeah. Um. I, one of the things that I've been doing as I watch these is I have been ranking like the ones that go for closer to the, the true realism in their animation. Mm. I have been ranking them. This yep. one is not at the bottom. Um, I actually like the animation of it quite a bit. I think uh, Rob and I talked about this as I was watching it. The fact that he pointed out the fact that it starts out so dark probably helps that. Mm. Sets your expectations that way. (laughs) No, no, no. It makes it harder to see the details. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, that's a tangent I don't know if we want to get into, but there's... No, no. (laughs) Some interesting facts about compression. Dark lighting. Yeah. Um, this is based off a short by Peter F. Hamilton that came out in 1996. Um, called and it's an anthology um, called A Second Chance at Eden. Hmm. So interesting. Uh, that apparently the anthology also takes place in the same world, and um, spans about 500 years. Interesting. So, yeah. <laughs> well, this one was quite entertaining, so perhaps we could check that out sometime in the future. <laughs> um, the, the summary for it says, uh, context of larger fictional universe, the story of gruesome duels between beasts mentally controlled by humans makes reference to the affinity gene that allows for mental bonding. 
Um, well, I think it's it would be interesting for us to kind of give a rough rating of how we liked this episode. Oh. So. Are we doing the, the the one out of five? Is that what we're doing? Well, I don't one know. Out of ten. I don't tend to like those, but I th I think they are kind of useful because they're easy to understand. <laughs> I'll get it. Give it a, a five wolves out of five. <laughs> <laughs> Five out of five, five eh? Wolves out of five. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think. I, I, it like. There's a lot of things the I like more, but I can't see much that they they could have done better. So yeah, I'd, I'd probably it, agree it, that. It, it, exactly, mm. and like I think it's one of those where um, it's it's a short story. Mm -hmm. It's a short story that, and this is one of the ones that really does have a kind of a, a really solid concluding end. Yeah. Of, yeah, I'll you know, give it that. This is what her edge is. Yeah. It it nicely ties um, up all of the questions that it poses, mm -hmm. which is good. And I think that the animation style they went for kind of, because there were some down, a little bit more downtime in this one compared to the other shorts. Uh, but the animation style, they went with that grungy style, kind of leans itself towards having you know, some quiet moments where it's just subtle looks around and, you mm. know, the movement of the characters. So I I liked it. Um, yep. How about you, Mr. Rob? Mr. Rob. <laughs> well, I'd say <laughs> five, five cats out of <laughs> one six, meow. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, um, I would give it a four out of five. Uh, just because the whole story, I mean, while it was entertaining, um, something that I, I sort of mildly don't prefer, I wouldn't say I, I, I dislike it, is when you have a whole, a whole story set up to show like one thing, right? Yeah. This whole story is set up basically to show that she's a monster. And that's hinted at in the title, right? Sunny's Edge. Mm. This is here's this one thing that we're gonna take sixteen minutes to tell you. Uh, mm. So if there was more of a legitimate narrative there, I would give it five stars. I did think it was super interesting, but uh, just that that one sort of pointlessness of it is is what I'm mm. gonna knock down the star for. Mm. Because you could have just said, "Hey, Sunny's Edge, show me the." Uh, show me the uh, the opening shot and then say, no, we're not going to throw the fight. Our girl is the monster. And the guy's <laughs> like, well, 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 well then. And then that's the end of the episode. Mm. <laughs> the same things would have happened, except for the rich guy would still be alive. True, true, true. Yeah, okay, yeah, no, that's fair. That's very fair. I think, well, and then one of the things that I always take into consideration when I'm doing a review review is always ask myself, who would like this and who would not like this? Mm. If you want romance or comedy, you would hate this. <laughs> I think if you like horror, if you like um, like gritty, realistic stories, I think if you like science fiction, you'd probably like this. Yeah. And the yeah. fight scene was quite entertaining, actually, so action. Mm -hmm. is, yeah. I don't know if that's... A, yes. You're probably not used to using that word for books as much. 
action actually um action adventure is definitely one i do a lot especially like pirate yeah if, if you like pirate stuff hmm. okay um yeah so I, we we had a little discussion before and we we noticed a few things that could be potentially improved um rob do you remember which what it was <laughs> so i remember what i said mm -hmm. go on uh so i said touching back on the, the reason that i gave it four stars it's just because there wasn't a whole lot of narrative weight to the twist which is that the woman is the monster and yeah her womanly body is sort of just a mechanical shell i guess yeah it wasn't really hinted at at all once it was established that you know they make a mental link with the monster well um, that's that's interesting because as i was showing the slides i i well as i was getting the slides i realized that there were actually hints about it oh so for example the the side character describes the reason for her edge and it is implied through the main characters, uh, the, the the way they're behaving and the the looks they give that it's not the whole truth at the very least. Mm -hmm. There's the first clue. This the there's a more subtle clue which is the uh, exaggerated emphasis upon the the tank that the monsters in in the establishing mm -hmm. shots, which uh, I guess I I think. I'm not particularly versed in screenwriting or whatever, but I think it was in the place where you would normally show your main character and introduce them, which could have been a subtle clue to some people, but not to us, obviously. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the best we clue. Failed that test. Yeah. <laughs> the best clue narratively is there was a scene uh, where. It was showing the reactions of the humans to the fight. And uh, so at first it showed her reaction to her monster, well, as we find out later, her, getting damaged. And uh, there was none. It was like... Yeah, yeah, I do remember seeing that she had no reaction, but the other guy was like actually reacting. Yep, yep. And uh, yeah. so that's a... Uh, that's an interesting thing where you show the like the the one that's wrong first and then you show the the correct one and that means that technically the information to predict the outcome is there but there's no way for the audience to know that because they would have assumed that the first one you showed is the norm or the correct event um in most cases so that that's an interesting little piece of evidence there um that is an interesting point yeah no maybe something i can what i mean think of when in my writing go ahead m maybe uh what i mean actually and i thought that you were <laughs> alluding uh to my my initial thoughts on it mm. is that okay um so you have this story right mm. and you have Basically, the whole premise is that this girl is a monster and that she mm -hmm. fights to get back at the world, right? But I, I feel like everyone else is thinking that she is. Yeah. What'd you say? Oh, it's just 
just uh, making sure what you meant by monster, because in this you could be talking about the literal monster, or you could be talking about the, you know, ethical sense. Come on, James. I'm talking about the actual monster. Okay, just checking. Just checking. <laughs> uh, um, she is a, a creature of some kind, mm -hmm. and she, you know, she's getting back at the world. And Sunny's Edge, firstly, I will say that I wasn't really, like, asking that question, but mm. it kept coming up, like, that's not what gives me my edge, or yep. this, that, and the other. It's, well, I wasn't too concerned with gave Sunny her edge. I guess I didn't really understand what that meant. Right. Um, do you mean, like, her advantage, or do you mean, like, her, her drive her her will i didn't know mm. but what i took from the story that i was given was that this whole story was created to show this premise right mm -hmm. now the reason that i dislike that is because excuse me is because when you have a whole story that could be you know that could be resolved by the answering of like one question, mm. then you may as well just answer that question. You don't really have a story. What you have is a long series of hypotheticals, basically. Uh, well, I, I've, I'm going to challenge you here, because what, what's a story that isn't that? You know? How, how, are, how is a, okay. a normal story that you like different? Let me say it like this. Because I think you'll find that pretty much every story that anybody likes is different. Mm. Um, <laughs> if you can, if you can skip to the ending and have no questions, then you didn't really have a story. Do you understand what I'm saying? Well, so so I will say this: R Rob's point is something that I apply to novels I read. Mm. Um, with, when when a novel isn't catching my attention and it's just a drag to go through, um, I will skip ahead to the ending. And if it's an ending I could have predicted, or like nothing in the middle is important at all to the resolution, yep. that's usually when I will put the novel away. But at the same time, you do have other books that are very, very predictable, but they're enjoyable not because they answer the starting question. They're enjoyable because of, you know, the journey that the characters go through. Um, and I think for this one, it's a short story and the journey is honestly the battle. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, the battle. And I think the, I don't, I think this is a, one of the anthologies that to Rob's point could have been shorter. It didn't need to be a 20 minute episode one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying, is that it, it was well done. I did like it. <laughs> and I'm not really knocking it for, you know, not having a whole lot of subtext or a whole lot of story or anything. But yeah. I do think that your story is going to be inherently worse the longer that you drag out a simple plot like that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Oh, I, I, the funny thing is, I, was, I, I agreed with you, but the way you were saying it was kind of questionable. <laughs> Well, that's why I tried to clarify. You know, yep. it's easy to say it to myself, 
because I already know what I mean, but same yeah, for yeah. other people too. Yeah. Because, for example, you you phrased it as if the question could have been like the 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 story could have been resolved right at the start by somebody just saying a, the a different piece of information, and that's not exactly true because it's it's not stated, but you could easily uh, make the assumption that she wants to hide this fact from as many people as possible, which is why her friend at least appears not to know the truth, and she kills the two people who find out about it. So, uh... I, I think, because you were going back over what the friend said, I think mm -hmm. the friend knows. Yeah? I do, I do think the friend knows, because, and she even says this, you know when they're attempting to murder her, uh, that it wasn't the act of raping her mm. that, that gave her her edge. It's the fact that they tried to kill her and destroyed her body to a point where they had to transfer her consciousness into mm. the monster. Yeah. And yeah. the body only barely survived. So I think the friend knows. I guess just um, logistically it makes sense that she would because how else would the process have happened, yes? But yeah, yeah I, exactly. I got the impression from the way the friend was acting that she didn't know. Well, in well, hindsight, I think it makes it makes sense. Yeah. Well, this is what I thought you were saying when you said that she is, uh, you know, she's kind of just going off on a guy. And I, at the time, I'm thinking like, man, all right, we get it. We're you're not gonna throw the fight. You don't have to be such a you know rude person about it. Yeah. But uh, oh yeah, I, I found in that hindsight it does make the context does make sense because you're basically asking her to die so that uh, she can get paid, which yeah. makes no sense. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's that uh, kind of leads us into some other things we thought were a little bit weak with the show. The first was the relatability of the characters. And the mm -hmm. second was the tightness of the writing. Uh, that that was what I was originally actually trying to prompt you towards, Rob. <laughs> was the tightness okay. that you so, brought up earlier? The tightness. Do you know hmm. what I mean by that? Why don't you elaborate? Just elucidate me. Well, what you said <laughs> was that you found it a bit. You know, I, I just realized the reason why they, they couldn't do this, but I'll, I'll go into the point anyway. What you said was that it was a shame that they didn't make the threat that she defeats in the end, you know, the, the, the people who wanted to throw the, f the fight and uh, ambush her and that she reveals the monster to before killing. You, you said that it would have been more uh, eloquent, I don't know, uh, if they, if those people were the abusers or related oh. to the abusers. Yeah, okay. So what I was saying um, is that the narrative weight of the twist was subdued because these were just, I mean, I don't, they probably weren't strangers. I'm sure that these guys knew who, the rich guy and the, his, his servant to some degree, mm. but they weren't related to her becoming the monster, right? Mm -hmm. So the revelation that she is the monster, uh, you know, while while the story that they laid out is totally fine, obviously not everybody the person meets is going to be related to her, you know, her, her tragedy that happened to her, that trauma. 
But when you just have this one this one off short, you know, and we're probably maybe not going to see this character again. Then yeah, if it was uh, the the example that I proposed was if this was the gang mm. that had you know abused her and caused such physical trauma that you know she literally could not exist in her body anymore. Mm-hmm. If they had maybe taken her friend, you know, one of her, I don't know what they actually did, one of her pit crew, and, uh, you know, they're like, uh, well, she, you know, she goes to confront them. And they're like, well, how about this, you know, uh, little, little sad girl that we already, you know, destroyed? Why don't you fight us for? Her? And uh, if the revelation then, after she bested the, you know, the champion fighter of that gang. Mm. If they then found out that they had damaged her to the point that she became the monster, but now as the monster, she is stronger than all of them. That would have been super satisfying, I think. Mm. And that was that was was kind of lacking from the whole twist of Sunny's Edge, is because I wasn't really asking myself that question. You know, I wasn't. Oh, what is Sunny's Edge? You know, what drives her? I, frankly, I didn't think that it was a question <laughs> that was going to be resolved. I thought it was just a title, and mm. then um, they brought it up at the end. They're like, "You want to know what gives me my edge?" I was like, "Well, I wasn't thinking about it, but <laughs> I guess since you brought it up, you may as well tell me." Yeah, <laughs> and so that I suppose that um, you yeah. could say that could have been done better. I don't think it was done poorly, but it could have been done better. Yeah, there was uh, a noticeable lack of like emotional payoff to the the plot. Yeah, so, uh, I think, and, and I that think would have had the consequence of making the characters more relatable as well. Potentially, although I think oftentimes relatability is very closely tied to just specifically the first scene you see. I, I think it's. Oh more difficult I want to, to get into that later. Yeah. Well, I think we could do it now unless Sam wants to butt in with anything. Um <laughs> <laughs> What did you think of Rob's alternate story? Cuz I think it would have been an interesting one. Um but but one of the things that it seems like they're doing with this TV series is that they're sticking quite close to the original story. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I think that's kind of where you and I differ from Rob in that we're kind of rating it, at least for me, I'm including in why I gave it five out of five is mm. I think it's very close to the story, to the, what it's based on. Yeah. Um, and... And at that point, I think it's more than a movement of criticism to the short story, which is fine. Um, not necessarily the episode itself. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So, I guess we should. You know, it's funny. I mean, just, our ratings between those. If two. I had read the short story, then you know I might have another reason to give it that extra star because maybe it was written in such a spectacular way. Uh, well like because like i said there's a couple on here a couple shorts 
uh, episodes on here that I have read the short stories for. That is not one of them. Mm. Um, and I think what it does make me want to do is it makes me want to go read the rest of the stories that are set in that world. Because honestly, oh yeah, she's been you know transplanted into the monster. The interesting thing to me in that is how would that have been possible? Like what goes on in that world where that's a thing that you can do? And <laughs> is it something in the genes? Is it just a technology thing? Like, mm. um, so I, I have a feeling that um, maybe that one got picked for the, from the anthology because it can just stand on its own so easily. And it, it does make for a good little like horror episode, right? Yeah. Um, I think also but the, I don't has, think it's necessarily the most interesting one. I think in it there. also has probably the highest animation quality of the series. Yes. Yeah. Which well yeah. important to show off early on, I would say. Yeah. Let me say one more thing to that to the point that was brought up before by Sam. Mm. Actually, I did I did halfway catch this. It was very quickly and vaguely implied that Sunny is, I think her consciousness is actually in whatever mechanism allows her body to control the monster. Yeah. Because um, there's just a single scene in which before, between her body dying and before the monster appearing when she's confronting uh, Dicko, uh, her voice comes through a speaker. Yeah. And so, to me, in, in hindsight, now that I've had more time to think about it, that kind of tells me that whatever, like, link between wh whatever medium she uses between her body and the monster, whatever's in the middle there, is what Sunny actually is, is what I think is going on. So maybe she can only link to the one monster, though? And so I... she has to somehow, like, balance the existence? I doubt that that's the case, because that would completely undermine the kind of purpose of the story you know the well the point is that it's her real self on the line when she's fighting you know then riddle me this jake how did the monster speak through a speaker well if the link can control an entire human body why could it not output a human voice from a speaker you know why could it but <laughs> If the link is bonded to a human body, how is it also bonded to a speaker? Well, I, that is you're a that technology is an interesting guy. point. How does that how does that work, Jake? Go <laughs> ahead and tell me the programming behind it. <laughs> uh, I think he walks you in a quarter. <laughs> it's like a Bluetooth speaker. If you turn off the, the normal one, it'll just automatically connect to a different one. <laughs> oh, so she just bluejacked a random speaker while her body was dying. It's not the random. It was actually the monster. It's directly it associated with the tank that it was in. Uh, so there is was it easy precedent for why that makes sense. Easy precedent. I don't uh -huh. know if I would call it easy. Maybe there is precedent. I wouldn't call it easy. <laughs> I might just have to watch it again. Well, so let's uh, let's let's <laughs> let's uh, back out of the weeds a little bit. Um, <laughs> I don't want to get any ticks. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think 
uh, it, I, I think one thing with this story is I think this is more of a traditional short story. And, and I think of the episodes I've watched, they all fall into that more traditional short story where you get to the end and with a novel, like a standalone novel, you get to the end of the novel. And while it might be like mildly implied that, you know, th- these characters' lives continue on, it's mm. not usually very open-ended. Yep. Right? Whereas a short story is very open-ended. And I mm. think this one follows that in that we get um, a lot of implied hints of the world and the setting. And, and that's where turning it into a, a TV episode gives it a big advantage because, right, a short is very limited. It's a very short thing. They really have to get a lot of those subtle details into their writing. Whereas here, you get it from the visuals. Yeah. The visuals in here really set up the world. Um, and then the other place where it is definitely short is at the end, yeah, she kills the guy who found out about her. But her body's gone, guys. Like, can they fix it? Is she now, has she lost all human body? Mm. Like, what's going to happen now? That's that's the thing where, to me, that's what really makes us feel like the short story that it is. Yep. In that there's a lot of questions still, which is, I think, one of the things that is the point of short stories, despite what one of the folks out here enjoys. <laughs> <laughs> mm, yeah, it's, short story. Well, she did say that they destroyed her skull, yes. which is specifically what these people also did to her. Yeah. So. Do you think that they maybe can the rest her, of maybe? her body is fine? Yeah. I yeah. Could, I mean, maybe her skull was never like hmm. working in the first place. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, interesting. I but do like, wonder if, like, why they wouldn't build like a metal skull or something that couldn't just be you know stabbed through or stepped through true, <laughs> true. Um, <laughs> more expensive that is interesting. on that note <laughs> yeah, should we that funny. should we talk about some of the other episodes that we watch because rob and i both watched three robots yep which was mm. the first one that i watched and i thought it has hands down been the funniest <laughs> i've watched so far funny. <laughs> What's the guys? It's a sphere. It's a ball. It, it, it's a ball. What'd they do with it? Bounce it. Sometimes they hit it with a stick. Did, were they punishing the ball? Did the bad ball? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that one was quite good. Um, and the other thing I really liked about that one, and honestly, I liked it more than Sunny's Edge. Um, mm. And I liked that one more because it had the humor, but also it subverted your expectations all the way up until the last like 60 seconds because right they're going through humanity is gone da 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 you know say and they keep hinting and explaining that oh you know it's because they ruined the environment and you know they ended up killing themselves because of their technology and they couldn't control themselves yeah and then randomly you meet this cat they're terrified of the cat i I love the (laughs) uh, exploding kittens reference yeah i did, did like that as well so much and i'm actually looking at the um the novel where or the anthology collection where this one is mm-hmm. <laughs> oh sorry the roommate just walked by i just i don't know what he's doing mm-hmm. <laughs> um but it was published in that's what i was trying to find is is when it was published to see it was published in 2018, guys. That short story right. might actually yeah, reference exploding kittens. 
Which, but... in case anyone doesn't know, is a card game, which is kind of like Snap, maybe, but with lots of extra complicated rules and very hilarious pictures of kittens on the cards. Your reference made no sense. Didn't it? <laughs> no. Maybe to the Australian audience, but that's... No? You, did. you mean Snap? No. No, I don't know what, what that you... is. Yeah, what do you call it? It's just where yeah. you put, where you you deal out cards, and if it's the they're the same one, you you put your hand on it and say snap. No. Never. I don't Weird. know. No. Um. That's insane. You know what? We're gonna. Never heard of this game. <laughs> you know what exploding kittens is like? Mm. Uno. Uno way. <laughs> I, yes, like that's a, that's probably a better example. <laughs> Any, anyways, I I really enjoyed that reference and the fact that you have the cat come in and spoilers alert, you guys, if you couldn't figure that out by this conver by any of our conversations, we spoil all the things. Okay, we spoil everything. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The fact that the cat that they think is going to kill them because if it stops purring, it's going to explode just like the board or the card game told them it would. Yeah. Um, it ends up being that it was cats that killed all the humans. Mm. And like suddenly <laughs> the cat's talking. It's like, what? What? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So in a way, they're kind of right. They stop petting you, are you? Well, yeah. I didn't say that. <laughs> You better keep petting me just to be sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So this one was quite entertaining in for almost exactly the opposite reasons, I would say. Yes. Except that the plots were both, you know, quite complete. That that was that's mm -hmm. the main thing that was similar. So yeah. obviously as you guys have pointed out, the humor was quite good. Um and then the other thing, surprisingly, for having three robots, one of which is a pyramid, um, <laughs> they were very relatable. She was the funniest. <laughs> she was the funniest. Yeah. Her, <laughs> the, her the tea was... bagging. You don't want to look up that. You don't. Don't do it. Don't do it. I told you not to do it. I yep. told you not to do it. My eyes. Yep. It's been burned into my circuits. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that was quite good for that one. And then, yeah, the. Yeah. Oh, I just realized the rating system, like the the order on IMDb, has mm. nothing to do with like the it, it has a season oh. one, season two, whatever. But it's also almost in ranking order, nearly, like number mm. of stars. Hmm, it's a little At bit out of order. At least for the first. Yes, it's a little bit, but like the first one, two, three, four, mm. five. I think five. That, that's probably just because. They they chose like the good ones to show off first, so people will watch the show. I suppose. You know? I suppose. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Anyways, so what what sort of uh, sort of narrative lessons? Narrative lessons. I use the word narrative entirely too much. Uh, uh, what what sort of writing lessons do you think we could take from, or examinations that we can make from? I think Sunny's Edge is a good horror one, honestly. A good um, yeah, 
a good one when it comes to uh, what you see isn't the truth what and how see, to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, whereas, like, Three Robots, I think Three Robots is a great example of very, honestly, very subtle humor. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of the jokes in there, that's that's where the jokes work so well because they're, the, the Exploding Kittens is a very specific one, but a lot of the other ones are very generic um, things. Yeah. And what's really funny, too, is that, like, with the basketball scene, if you have someone who has no idea what a basketball is, they're mm. going to be like, what do I do with this? What's the, <laughs> what's the point of this? And I think it, it's a very relatable one in that sense of it, it breaks a lot of stuff down to the very basics. Yeah. Um, while still playing really hard into that science fiction category. Yeah. And um, I think one of the big things with all of these that is a common thing with short stories is short stories are a great way and place to subvert your expectations mm. and really play with what you think your audience is going to expect. Hmm. I yes. guess so. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, at least, I at least was... of the ones that I've watched. <laughs> no, I just... What I also thought was funny about that one was uh, that he, he rears the basketball back yeah, and you're expecting I was about to bring because that he's up. a robot that he's about to like, you know, just bounce it through the fuck, <clears throat> yeah, bounce it through the atmosphere. But uh, good save. He just like stops and he gently lets it fall. <laughs> yeah. So the interesting thing about that is that it proves that there was some changes or decision making from the people animating it from the original story because I. Look, it's possible, but I I doubt that that kind of joke was in the written version. Uh, well, I'll just I'll say it again. He he swings his arms back way behind his head as if he's going to throw it as hard as he can, and then he does half of that motion and then stops in front of him and then just lets go, and so it 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 sets up the like what Rob was saying, throwing it into the f atmosphere. Um, but then pays off a, a different thing instead, where he he just drops it. Yeah. Um, and I can't see that being uh, that working in writing. So it it kind of proves that there was some creative liberties taken. Yeah. Maybe. I have no frame of reference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think honestly it it might have to be. Um. Mm. We'd have to go and either, you know, rent or buy the the anthology to read that short yeah, story. Yeah, that could be an interesting follow-up we could do. Um, but uh, the reason I, I phrased it that way is because you brought up, Sam, you brought up uh, sticking to the original as a, uh, a pro for Sunny's Edge. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, another point is that some of the stories that I didn't like as much and s seem to have been reviewed a little bit less well on IMDb are ones that are almost just like a backdrop to the story. For example, I don't know if you've watched this one yet, Sam, when, when Yogurt took over. 
Not yet. But it is another John Scalzi, just like three robots. Yep. Um, yep. It's written yeah. by John Scalzi, so the the writing is quite well, it's the the quality is obviously high and the comedy is pretty good mm-hmm. too. But mm-hmm. the 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 visuals are entirely just representing the narration. It starts as narration and ends as narration with no characters or dialogue in between. Mm-hmm. So, uh, although the animation was very good and the story was fairly good, it would, it, it was, you know, it was basically just an audiobook. So some of what you were expecting didn't really get paid off too well. Um, and I think that one could have benefited from the, the animators or directors, whatever, taking a little mm-hmm. bit more liberty, maybe adding a few scenes or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I am looking at uh, Scalzi's blog that he mm. posted. He has so he has um, three episodes, three robots, alternate histories, and um, yogurt. And did, one of the things did he, that he do actually three robots wrote... as well. Yep, yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. Ah, okay, that explains. Yeah, Scalzi and his humor. I love yeah. Scalzi's humor. I have watched alternate it's... histories as well, and uh, I, I think it's. Closer to the the yogurt quality, it's not quite as good as Three Robots. Yeah. Well, and, mm. and one of the things that he makes up is, or not makes, but he, he discusses mm. is that most of what he wrote in his stories made it into the scripts. Mm. Um, and and that the differences they, the things they added were, <clears throat> made it as you're talking about made the difference between an animated short and a, you know written short story yeah 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 that being said guys this is a little like a warning of we might want to start wrapping up here (laughs) how come i'm just i'm just looking at the time oh yeah for sure (laughs) for sure um how much time do you have um five ten minutes i get like 10 minutes 10 minute warning all right i'm i'm flashing to 10 at my non-existent video camera. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, so, you guys did watch another one in common we could talk about. Otherwise, we could talk about something else. I am up for that. What was the other? Oh, yeah. Ice Age. Ice Age. Okay. So, so Rob and I were discussing this while, while I was watching it. And he was ahead of me while, while I was watching it. Oh, yeah. um, the fact that this is the only one that, that we've seen so far. Hmm. Where it has live actors, and then the animation yeah. is what happens in the freezer. Uh, yeah. The the werewolf one, Shapeshifters, is high enough quality that it looks like real people. I would say it's mm-hmm. you know it's possibly even better than Sunny's Edge. Yes, excellent. The werewolf one yep. is already set up to be my favorite. And, excellent. Yeah, and Lucky oh. Thirteen <laughs> is. Uh, I couldn't tell if they were real humans or not, but it, it, they could have been animated. Well, and like Rob and I were having a conversation because we both recognize those actors, right? Yeah. Um, and yeah. It, the conversation was, man, well, that they could be animated, like maybe. <laughs> and then, and then Rob was the one to point out, but no, it's clearly they're they're live, and the animation is what's in the freezer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Once you see the animation. Yeah. You realize, like, oh, oh, okay, these have to be. There's no way that you would like purposefully make such photorealistic CGI and then <laughs> just go to 
you know, it was decent well, animation, yeah. but okay, compared it was still, to reality, it was, still, it was clearly. It was, still, it was still very good animation. Like, it was still very good. Yeah. Um, I am kind of excited to watch the ones that are more traditional, like, drawn styles or cartoon or animation styles. Yeah. Mm. But, but yeah, you know, no, I, I liked it. Uh, I, th- this is one that I had read the short story version of it, and I think oh, they yeah. did a very good job. Do you have a preference on which one you think was better? So it's been a long time since I read the, sh- read the short story. Like I, as soon as they opened the freezer, I remembered it. Yep. Um, I think. Hmm. <laughs> I think they're both good on their own. I don't. I don't. As far as like a, a, a preference now, would be the visual because it's short and it's it's beautiful. You know to watch. It's one of those yeah, really interesting nice. things to watch. Um, but as far as the short story goes, the way that that short story is written, because we, we read it in a writing class or an English class at one point in time. Yep. And um, the way it's written is really interesting because you're having to get this idea across. And and kind of one of the things I remember about it was in that short story, there's no details about the house they're in. There's no mm-hmm. details about really when it is other than, you know, they have a freezer. Um, but most of the details go into what this little civilization is doing in yep. their freezer. <laughs> yeah, I, so. that was one thing I thought was a bit strange. Oh, I, I guess we could give a quick synopsis. Uh, I have a little screenshot here that says most of it, but they they find a civilization in their freezer, and which is progressing mm-hmm. at you know thousands of times normal speed, so that. Mm-hmm. The whole civilization is over within 24 hours, roughly, mm-hmm. including uh, crazy sci-fi stuff. Um, yep. The one thing I thought was a little bit strange and took me a little while to get over was that was how casually they were treating this. You know, they they <laughs> they almost treat it like there's something interesting on TV. You know, um, when yes. there's an entire civilization in their fridge. <laughs> And that actually was a thing that I think was consistent between the short story and the short, mm. um, because and I remember, I vaguely remember commenting on that about like, wouldn't you be freaking out? Well, you know, you open it, it's there, you open it again, and suddenly they've changed time periods. Like, is it even worth running? And I think it's set in a time where I think like 80s or 90s, I think is kind of where it's set where you don't have internet mm. access. You don't have, you know, everyone doesn't have phones. They don't have all of cameras. Like, mm. um, and I think too, if I remember right, and this is where I think the the episode kind of fell short. Is I think in the short story they kind of set it up that they didn't have a lot of money, that they weren't like really well off people, um, mm. and I think that they were kind of busy too. Right. Um, well, or something like that. Like, I, I thought... they, there was a little bit more to it that kind of helped to explain why they're just, you know, watching what's going on. <laughs> right. I thought that blase aspect of it added to the humor. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I would. Agree. I mean to say that I thought it was intentional. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I I think the I think the bit where they go where they ah you know husband. 
do they think that we're gods? And the wife's like, no. And then they went into one of the characters like, God, you keep having to look at their faces all day. Yeah. I like, I, I like that. I mean, yeah, I think it was one where even even though you have, you know, the ending and the wars and everything, it, it still kept a very light, um, light feel throughout it. Mm. Well, there was, was there nice. was some evidence of like, a, I guess you could say, fascination down morning. to the emotional level, because uh, when the when the husband gets like, <laughs> when a bomb explodes in his face. Yeah. <laughs> And he's just like sitting there, like let's just let them, you know, do their thing. And he's kind of yeah. like sitting there. I uh, like the sunburn. He's also, like all he moody. got like I like that touch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was sitting there, kind of moody, like, hmm, do you think they're still alive? <laughs> it's been an hour, and she's like, I don't know. Let's go see. And he's like, oh, all right, let's go see then. Yeah. <laughs> also, at that same scene, I did notice some commonality. Uh, between that and three robots, and that the both of them refer to a structure of some kind as being phallic. <laughs> funny. Yeah. It's like kind of phallic, isn't it? Yeah, it looks like a dildo. <laughs> yeah. They were very yeah. explicit about that, weren't they? <laughs> yeah. is this, this show is not a show for children. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Small I children. Mean, Which this, also, this podcast is for kids either, so. <laughs> Two of the episodes I watched had animated boobs. Mm. Which was, gonna, I'm going to stop that conversation. Right <laughs> no, I'm saying that it felt a little unnecessary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Especially yes. in the yogurt one. I was just like, what? <laughs> Why is that there? <laughs> I don't remember that Well, that's the thing I get to look forward to, I guess. Like, just uh, remember that this show isn't for kids. Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, the anthology is called uh, Love, Death, Robots, you know. Yeah. I guess they want yeah. to put in a token to the love part. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, it was It was. I mean, funny. honestly, they could have just done, like, Death and Robots, and I would have been entertained. Yeah, <laughs> I think most of the shorts, that fits about as well, <laughs> honestly. There isn't too much uh, just love on its own. Although each of them do have kind of some nod to it at the at the least, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, excellent recommendation, Jake. Thank you. Excellent. <laughs> it's excellent. At the very least, it's good to discuss for writing. Um, yes. Because I, I think you guys have watched some of the best ones first, so it'll probably start going <laughs> downhill a little bit. Um, yeah, that's okay. Okay, so I... I don't know if I'll watch all of them. Oh, no. no. Well, okay, then. <laughs> oh, I'm going to probably watch all of them. <laughs> you told me that there are bad ones. I don't want yeah, to but they're... across a bad one. I want some more interesting to lesser? talk about. Yeah. Do you mean lesser, maybe? Or do you mean actual bad ones? Well, none of them are bad, I would say. Like, okay. the lowest on IMDb is 6.3. And I actually enjoyed that one quite a bit. Um... But, yeah, the, uh, these ones have, you know, the, the most complete stories, the best animation. Uh, you know, they, they have some other aspect that they've done really well, like the comedy or the kind of suspense. Like, I, I don't know exactly how you describe it for Sunny's Edge. <laughs> but, um, but, 
But still, oh, they they're quite yeah. good. And the um, other ones just don't have one of those aspects done really well. They, you know, either average or they just did the basics, you know. <laughs> uh, I watched the werewolf one since. Yeah, we're definitely talking about that one at some point. That yet? Yeah, no spoilers. No spoilers. I, I haven't seen it. I'm calling. Oh, you haven't it. seen it. I thought you. I thought you said you had seen it. I was like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, no. Swimming, right? Rushing. Oh man. So, guys, yeah. it's been fun. Yes. Uh, and set. for everyone listening. Please. Yes, I, I, I do. <laughs> uh, but everyone who's listening, thank you for making it this far. I think this one's going to be, what, an hour-ish? Yep. Something like that. All right. Yeah, so uh, what, the, the shortest one so far. Mm, uh, but please, <laughs> yes, please subscribe, leave a review, comment, ring the bell, do all the things. If you're listening to us on SoundCloud, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Um, and right. yes so thank you very much for taking the time to listen to a conversation between the three of us yep so catch you all next time yeah bye yep. bye, bye. <laughs>